Today we celebrate Good Shepherd Sunday, and the question I've been pondering is, what does it really mean to experience Christ as our shepherd? Where is it that God truly wants to shepherd us in our lives? I just thought, have you ever been in this place yourself or met another Catholic who, they say they're Catholic, you know, they've gone to Mass even you know, every week, perhaps, but you ask them about what happens at Mass. You ask them about the scriptures, about the sacraments. You ask them about Jesus. And it doesn't really seem like they have any answers. But they've been going. They've been doing all the external things they should do to be good Catholics. Right? This can even happen with clerics. Right? This was a whole problem with the Pharisees. Those who knew so much about God... But Christ says, you have no love for God in your hearts. Even priests and bishops can do their whole life celebrating Masses, hearing confessions, and not know Jesus Christ personally. Stop looking at me right now. It's uncomfortable. (laughs) But it's true for every single one of us. And I think that's one of the scariest paradoxes of Christianity. That just because we know something about God doesn't mean that we actually have a relationship with Him. Just because we do certain things externally does not mean that we are saved. And yet there's even a greater danger that the more we lean on the external things, we equate that with God and we say, that's where God shepherds me, by all these things that I do. But it's not God. Because God is a person. And our faith is not a bunch of religious dogmas and rules that we have to follow. It's a beginning so that you can know about the one that you love. But a relationship doesn't take place in the mind. It's for the heart. When you fall in love with anyone, you don't fall in love with them in your mind. And if someone ever breaks, hurts you, right? You say like, they broke my foot. They really confused my mind. It's like, no, they broke my heart. We live in like the Western, especially at the Western times with Descartes and existentialism. What we've started to do is separate the mind from the heart and say like, I have my thinking person and my feeling person. That's not what we've ever believed as Christians historically. That we live out of our heart. The Proverbs tell us, protect your heart for for, from your heart flows your entire being. The heart is the wellspring of everything that we do and believe in life. And I was thinking about this when I read a quote from St. Macarius of Egypt. He says, when grace fills the pastures of the heart, it reigns over all the parts and thoughts of the human person. For the intelligence resides in the heart. In this way, grace passes by way of the heart into the whole of man's nature. We only really experience God's presence, His grace, when it happens within our heart, a heart-to-heart experience. But I ask myself, like, why is it so easy for us not to do that. Why is it that the most religious persons in the history of the scriptures didn't recognize God? And it's because they sought the externals to replace their relationship with God. 
And what's so attractive about externals is it's a place of control. I can control what I think. I can control what I do outside of me. But the heart, we can't control the pain and the affections and the sorrows and the experiences of the heart. So oftentimes we'll look outside to compensate the lack of what is inside. This made me think of OnlyFans. If you don't know what OnlyFans is, don't look it up. It's not a fantasy football league. OnlyFans, I I, uh, saw this interview with this woman who converted to Christianity. And it basically is something where a woman will do promiscuous things and have people pay for it online. And she said she realized how destructive it was when she started looking back and she said, it was always when I felt the lowest self-worth, when I felt terrible about myself, that's when I'd go online and do whatever I could to get validation from external people. She said, I did this for years until I realized just how empty the cycle was. Then I just feel empty again and I have to go external. Until I finally experienced Christ within myself. She no longer had to go outside for that. But it made me think, we could even do this on a religious level. We do this in personal things, but I remember what back when I was in college, I was dating somebody and we got in a big fight. And at one point I drove home and I ran to my room and I used to love you know, reading books and listening to music. And so I just went to my comfortable place. And so I turned on my music and I pulled out one of my books And I started reading, but the thought hit me, why isn't this working? Why do I still hurt so bad in my heart? And then flash forward 10 years later, I'm in seminary, right? And we're in a conference in the chapel and there was somewhat of a heretical priest up giving a conference and saying a bunch of heretical priest things. And I was like you, I was stuck in my pew and I couldn't leave. And I was getting really upset as I was hearing these things. And as soon as that conference got over, I jumped out and I ran to my room and I turned on Gregorian chant music and I pulled out one of the most hardcore traditional Catholic books I could find and I started reading it. And the same thought hit me in that moment. Why isn't this working? Why does my heart still hurt so bad right now? And it's because I went to my mind to try to escape the pain that was in my heart. What I should have done was stay in that chapel, look at Christ in the Eucharist, and say, this is really painful right now. I feel like I can't even trust the priests around me. I feel like I can't even trust the church. I feel alone. And it really hurts. And I need to know you in this moment. But I went to my mind. And therefore, that emptiness remained. I mean, I don't know if you've ever experienced it, that the, the farther that we feel from God in our life, the more we look to externals to compensate for that. Like I had to stop watching the news because I realized it was just something I was going to like the, I, the more I lean on the news, there's always a correlation to feeling further from God in my heart. And when, the more you watch your news, how many people walk, walk away from Fox or CNN or Church Militant or Taylor Marshall and feel really good about themselves and the world? No, you feel like everything's falling apart. 
But the opposite is true. The more you experience Christ within your heart in the present moment, the less allurement the externals have. Because you've now experienced Him within the chaos of your own being. And it's the same world. It's the same commentary. And yet it's shining before us. In verdant pastures, He gives me repose. Beside restful waters, He leads me. He spreads a table for me in the sight of my foes. Right there in the midst of all my problems, in the very sight of them, I experience God feeding me, protecting me. And when you have that kind of experience, you don't need externals. You don't need a commentary by somebody else telling you what the world is or is not. Because you know the voice of your shepherd. And he has spoken to your heart. That's freedom. It's a freedom we're made for in Christ. But many of us choose slavery over freedom for the semblance of control. The problem of life is not the world. The problem of life, which never changes, is going to be with us forever, no matter who we go, what government's over us, what president we have, what bishop we have, what pope we have. The primary problem of human life is the human heart. That's not going anywhere. That's with us forever. The solution of the problem of life is not making Christ king of the world. We hope that that will happen. But that's not going to change anything within us until it begins within our own hearts. There was this monk who, he began, he, wanted, he got very zealous back in like the 4th century, and he started preaching Christ all over, and no one would listen to him. Then he went into a monastery with other monks, and he just thought they were pretty lukewarm there. And so he started preaching to them and trying to get everyone more as fervent as he was. And then soon enough, he was rejected by them and kicked out of the monastery. And so he went out and he lived in a hermitage all by himself. And all he did for 20 years was pray and sacrifice and seek communion with Christ. And he ended up becoming one of the greatest spiritual healers of that time. People came to him from all over seeking his his advice, his counsel, his healing. And this is what he said. If you find peace with Christ within your own heart, you'll convert a multitude. That's why the Cartusians say, don't convert others. Convert yourself and God will do the rest. But we get it backwards. We seek control outside and then little by little we lose the inside. So what does it mean to experience Christ? That's the, that's the question we have today. And just because we are coming to Mass does not mean that we are experiencing Jesus Christ. Just because we, we do our prayers, the rosary, and go to confession, and do even Bible studies, doesn't mean we experience Jesus Christ. And worst of all, Just because I'm not sinning does not mean that I'm in relationship with Jesus Christ. It's necessary. It's a beginning spot. But it doesn't produce intimacy. The hardest lesson I've had to learn as a priest going through many years of formation and meeting many different people in my life is that having the externals right does not produce intimacy with God. 
It's only good when the externals are an expression of an experience of God. Otherwise, we confuse one with the other. I remember I was four years in religious community, and there's one man who'd been with me this whole time. And we didn't talk much. We were in a lot of silence. But we were in this conference, and it was all on prayer. And this man stood up. It's a very you know, vulnerable moment. But he said, he asked a question to the priest giving the talk, and he said, what if you've never experienced Christ in your prayer? And in religious life, we're doing daily holy hour, daily rosary, daily mass, eight-day retreats once a year, right? Confession once a week. We did everything externally right. Yet I've, he says, I've never experienced Christ in my life in prayer. And I think it's because we have such an, we can have such an emphasis on the externals. Thinking if I just do the right externals, that's prayer. And the reason we can lean on external things or go to our mind is because it's control. The two most difficult things in life is our, our personal pain and God's response to our pain. Because we don't have control over either one of those things. So to go into my heart and speak very intimately with Christ about what I'm going through, what I'm feeling, and then having to wait for him to respond in his time is much more difficult than just going and saying some rote prayers or going to mass and reading theology or looking at the government, or trying to do something that is in my control or in my mind. The only way, I've met people who have the most intimate relationships with Christ, students. I've met students here who have a more intimate relationship with Jesus Christ than people I was with seminary with, studying to be priests. None of them are as close to me, but that's expected, right? But one thing I've always seen in the trend with all of them who do have an intimate relationship with Christ, there's one secret. It's honesty. You can only know Jesus Christ in truth. When you can honestly tell him, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is why I'm feeling this is what I'm feeling. And I really need you to respond to me in this. And I will wait for you to do that. And I will do whatever I need to do to avail myself to your response. So there's this one, one guy last year. He'd come in for a holy hour every single, most days of the week. And um, just, you know, a, a good, good student around here, solid Catholic. But at one point, he had a breakdown within his family. And he was in the chapel. He was doing his regular holy hour. And he realized he had so much pain within his heart at that moment that this holy hour meant nothing to him. He couldn't actually talk to God as he wanted to. So he got out, got in his car, and he drove away to a secluded place. And for a half an hour, he screamed at God how, much he, how angry he was at him how much he felt betrayed by God. How could you allow this to happen in my life when I try to do everything faithful to you? 
in tears, in sorrow, in anger, letting it all out. And he came back an hour later, the biggest smile on his face. And he told me, Christ found me there. He spoke to me in that moment. And he could have stayed here. He could have just done the the right external thing of, I'm going to make it through this holy hour, regardless of what I'm feeling. But no, he had to yell at God. And because he was honest in that approach with God, he experienced Christ coming to him right there in that place. And that's the secret. In the same way that that woman on the internet was looking to compensate for the emptiness within her with externals. It's a danger for every single one of us to mistake the externals that we do as the God that comes to shepherd us, who can only find us within. Our faith is not a syllogism in the mind. It's a sacrament of the heart. A sacrament that unites the heart of God, pierced and pouring forth blood and water with our own pierced hearts in this life, with whatever suffering and pain and anxiety that we experience. And that's a wellspring that continues in every single Mass that we come to. The font of all of our worship is the pierced heart of God pouring out blood and water for our salvation, which is the Holy Eucharist. The same sacrifice we enter into in every Mass. And in order to truly experience Him here, the only thing that is necessary is that we walk through these doors in truth. That we are willing to be honest with Him and share our own pierced heart with His. And if we're able to do that, we too will experience Christ as our shepherd.